Hello and welcome to Saird's Audio Fan Fictions. I'm Saird. Thanks for tuning in. In today's episode, we'll be continuing on with Chapter 10 of November's Secret by Lana Berry. If you've missed any episodes or just want a refresher, please follow the links in the description below. There, you should find links to past episodes and chapters. Also, just a reminder, the entirety of this fic will be made available for download as a single complete audiobook upon the fic's completion. It and other complete works can be found on my website at sairdsaudiofanfics.com. Right, with all that out of the way, let's get to it. Happy listening! Chapter 10 Karyad Yuri trained for the lead-up to Worlds with a goal in mind. Bronze had been brilliant to achieve. The medal held a place of honor in his room back in Detroit, gleaming still under the fluorescent lights. It brought out the pride in his family, his friends, and his country. The internet had gone insane after his win, his persona's name in bold on every newspaper, article, video, and story. Pictures of him on the podium beside Victor and Chris flooded the web, and Yuri had spent a whole night flitting through them, hardly able to believe it. There was finally a photo that had both him and Victor in it, without having been photoshopped. And they both held medals. He had a medal. The thought never seemed to lose its surprise. But as the time came closer and closer to Worlds, Ren Himura began to get jittery. Yuri hadn't been in a competition since the Grand Prix final, and he was itching to perform in front of a crowd again, to show the confidence he had battled to gain. Months of preparation burned down to the sole performance of gaining another medal. Yuri would be happy to gain another bronze, but Ren wanted more. They'd gotten the third place once. Now, there was only upwards to go. With that in mind, Yuri pushed himself in every training session, right up until he was satisfied. Every first step he took on the ice, he could feel Ren take over with ease. The desire burned inside of his mind, and he only had one goal in mind. Who would he upsurp this time? Chris or Victor? Ren was itching to say Victor, but would be satisfied with just Chris. Celestino commended him on the drive he had gained, saying that winning a medal had brought something out of him. Yuri couldn't agree more. Now twenty, Yuri had finally left his teenage years, some of the hardest he had ever experienced. He wanted to make this decade some of the best years he had ever lived, because he knew he would have retired come the end of it. He didn't want to think about that, because he didn't want to think about what retiring would mean. Would he finish with a room full of medals? Would he know what he wanted to do after it? It had been such a big part of his life for so long, he wasn't sure what else he could do. By the end, would he be happy with himself? Would he need the mask? Or would he grow out of his anxiety? Would he, by the end of his career, 
show the world just who he was as they so wanted? Or would he forever remain a mystery? They were questions he didn't want to think too much about. Not right now. Because though he was young and retiring from his career didn't mean the end of his life, at the times he did think about it, it really felt like it was. So he set his thoughts in the near future, with the idea of worlds, his very first, and buzzed with excitement for it. He was going to be under the bright lights again. He was going to be Ren Himura, where nothing could cut through his thick skin, and he could show the world just how skilled he could be without worry. The excitement wasn't anything compared to when he and Celestina were on the plane, though. Flying out to the World Championship location. It became real, then. He was going to see the other skaters, then. It struck him suddenly, that thought. He was used to being around skaters. Of course he was. Celestino coached others like Peachy, but they weren't at the same competitive level yet. Yuri missed seeing Victor and Chris and even the ones he never knew the names of or even interacted with. He wanted to see their confidence, their surety, their beautiful skills, their brilliant expressions. He missed their conversations and how they all seemed to click so easy to begin with. Yuri forgot all about himself when he was with them. As always, they were early at the hotel. Celestino had, this time, gotten them both one room, just in case someone tried anything again. Yuri said he didn't mind, but regretted it the first night when Celestino did nothing but snore. But he doubted he would have slept anyway. The excitement was building. He couldn't wait to see the other skaters the next day, to see familiar faces that both calmed him and brought out emotions from his depth. It didn't seem he needed to wait too long. Early in the morning, there was a knock on the door. Celestino had risen and was in their shared ensuite, showering for the day. Yuri stumbled out of bed, placed on his mask, and opened the door with a grumble. He didn't have time to figure out who it was before he was tackled into a hug. Flashes of memory and panic rose, remembering the attacker from several months before. He flailed for a second, before he recognized the embrace and melted into it, despite his best wishes. He was warm, as always, and fit so well. His silver hair was tickling his skin through the eye holes and along Yuri's neck. He smelled sweet, cologne, but also a tinge of sweat that accompanied a long flight. It only lasted a second before Victor leaned back, his hand still placed on Yuri's shoulders. Yuri's gaze quickly scanned over the man's face. There were slight bags under his eyes, barely visible until Yuri was close. His hair hardly brushed and clothes rumpled. Yuri grinned beneath the mask upon seeing the Russian man. I've missed you, Victor said, his own grin blinding Yuri. Before he could talk himself out of it, Yuri said, And I've missed you too. Because he had. It was addicting speaking to someone you had admired for such a long time, based your whole persona on. Every time Ren surfaced, he was reminded of Victor. Victor seemed pleased upon hearing it, 
He smiled deeper until his eyes were little crescent moons shining brightly in the low light of the morning. This time, he began, we're not on the same level, unfortunately. Distracted by the whites of the man's teeth, it took a moment for Yuri to catch up with what he meant. Level? I'm upstairs, one level above, Victor clarified. Oh, you mean floors. It struck him a little that he wouldn't see the man opposite him. Not that it had come to much use last time. Unfortunately. Do you know if Chris has arrived yet? Yuri shook his head. I didn't know any other skater had arrived until you, Yuri replied. Victor took out his phone. He messaged me saying he would be here by the time I got here. Maybe he's getting breakfast? Yuri wished he hadn't said it, because as soon as he did, Victor's eyes widened with an idea, and he knew exactly where he was going. Yuri braced himself against the doorframe, ready for when Victor grabbed his arm and tried to pull him into the hall. Let's go see, Victor chimed. Yuri held on tightly, halting their movement. Not yet. I need to get dressed and get ready. No one will care. I care and I need to tell my coach where I'm going or he'll think I was attacked again. Victor huffed and brought them back into the room, closing the door with a click behind him. All right, then leave a note. Chris eats quickly. Okay. Yuri turned to quickly write a note before he took out some clothes to change. As he bundled his pajama top in his hands, ready to bring it over his head, he stopped. He looked at Victor over his shoulder and asked, Mind if you turn around? I don't like people watching me while I change. Victor seemed about ready to argue against it for one reason or another, but with a shrug, he turned to look at the door. Yuri changed quickly, and almost as soon as he was done, Victor pulled him from the room and they were rushing through the halls, down to the dining room. Chris wasn't there when they arrived. Yuri was going to suggest where they could look, but Victor pushed Yuri into a chair and was already placing a menu in his hands. What are you doing? Yuri asked, looking over the menu at the man. Victor's eyes were scanning over all the foods, flitting so quickly Yuri had to wonder how he was reading at all. I'm starving. You always seem to be when we meet, Yuri thought. Yeah, I could use some breakfast. He pretended to read the words, but they were swimming before his vision. His gaze kept flitting to the man before him and he found himself still not believing he was on speaking terms with his idol. That he had danced with him only months before. That Victor had said he missed him. It was like a fantasy come true, eating breakfast together in the early morning. He took a moment to appreciate Victor, see the way he hadn't changed. Still a little childlike when he looked over the menu. Yuri couldn't help but smile. Yuri noticed how he himself had grown in their absence, and he crept closer and closer to the height of Victor. The growth spurt had been a little late in coming, but with it, it took a little of the late puppy fat around Yuri's middle, something he was more than happy about. Victor would be 24 now, Yuri thought. At the idea, he rubbed the back of his neck, embarrassed by how much he knew about the man sitting before him. It seemed as if he never aged. 
Had Victor not cut his long hair that he sported years ago in his teens, Yuri wouldn't be able to see a difference. He seemed ageless. What are you getting? Victor's voice took him out of his trance. He mumbled, Huh? Victor simply smiled. What do you want? Oh, um... Yuri looked down at the menu again. I'll probably just go with some toast or something. I don't like big breakfasts. Victor looked about ready to argue, and he knew what it was going to be. Celestino always said to eat a big breakfast before a day of training, but Yuri hated to work on a full stomach. It made him too queasy. Victor didn't push, though. Instead, he told the waiter their orders before he placed the menu down again and asked, How's Vikchen? For a moment, Yuri thought he was asking after himself until he realized. Oh, yeah, Vikchen's doing well, eating everything he can get into. He asked his parents to update him regularly about what was happening to his dog. Almost as soon as he got it, he felt a strong attachment, and it had only grown as time moved on. How's Mokachin? Getting old, but still as wild as he used to be. Speaking of his dog, Victor looked down at the table, a gentle smile gracing his lips, his eyes sparkling with love. His expression was soft, touched faintly by the light, and spoke volumes. Yuri found himself wanting to see that expression more. Did the shampoo help? Victor's eyes snapped up again, and he groaned. You have no idea how much. It was a true godsend. Before they could say more, Chris appeared out of nowhere, dragging a seat to sit on the side of their table. He gave them both a grin in greeting. The podium trio. Back together to battle again, he said. Victor gave him a smirk as he leaned back in the chair, hands resting behind his head. Ready for another year of silver, Chris? Chris leaned forward and rested his head in the palm of his right hand, blinking his long lashes. I warn you, this year could be the year I push you to silver. No, I plan to win gold a few more consecutive years to come. Yuri leaned back and watched their easy conversation, not wondering for the first time what it would have been like to be there with them in the seasons he had decided to take out. If he had pushed himself to only miss one, could he be sat here throwing easy lines at them too? Would he feel more comfortable, less in awe? Would he perhaps have had a higher medal by now? Yuri tried to shake the thoughts out of his head, knowing that they were straying down the wrong road. He knew he had done the right thing in taking the amount of seasons off as he did, taking the time to heal. If he pushed himself, he could have caused more harm than good. But hindsight was a cruel thing. It made him think things, regret things, forget things that contributed so much to a past decision. He made himself think of something else instead. What would it have been like if he decided not to return at all? He was here, sitting ready to have breakfast with people he admired, one of which he had followed obsessively for years. He wouldn't be experiencing this otherwise, not if he had decided he didn't want to return. He could be thankful for that, right?
but anxiety doesn't listen to reason. Sensing the coming worry, he pushed Yuri Kotsky down and dragged Ren Himura up. Feeling a little out of practice after the months out of the media and the company of other skaters. Ren watched the two interact with his own ease, knowing he had a place here and he could push himself in further as the time went by. After all, none on the table had any desire to retire anytime soon. They only had time to get closer. Because Ren wanted that to become close, not just to have a medal. A medal was brilliant, but it didn't hold much of its magic when there was no one to celebrate with. I don't think that counts, Victor huffed, his voice once again bringing Yuri out of a trance. No one even knew where you got it. Chris shrugged in reply and gave a slow wink. I only bring it out at parties. Yuri wasn't sure what they were talking about, but he smiled and nodded along with it, pretending he did in case one asked. After all, he didn't want to admit that he hadn't been listening, and the reason he hadn't was because he was thinking about them and his desire to grow closer to them. Before long, their breakfast arrived. Yuri's toast and Victor's plate of food, ranging from toast to bacon, sausages, eggs, and more. Chris picked at Victor's, taking a fork and quickly snapping a piece of bacon before Victor could smack his hand away. Time moved too quickly. Before Yuri knew it, they'd all finished and it was time for training. He was trying to figure out a way to say goodbye to them, looking for something that was familiar but not too familiar with them, fearing he wasn't close enough yet. But he needn't have worried. He found himself traveling to the rink with them and their coaches, Celestino encouraging the interaction with everything he had. And Yuri couldn't help but feel good about it. For the first time, Yuri was invited to spend some time with the other skaters after training. Victor and Chris told him that they, as well as a few other skaters, were going to go drinking as a celebration. At first, Yuri wasn't too sure. He couldn't be hungover for tomorrow. But Celestino encouraged him. Just a few drinks, he said. You never go out. You never socialize. It's good for you. Yuri wasn't so sure. But Ren wanted it. He wanted the companionship he had been missing in his competitive skating career. Being close with Peachy was one thing. But the younger skater wasn't in the senior division yet. It got lonely. Yuri stood in front of his wardrobe, wondering what it was he should wear. Not expecting to do anything but training in his time, he hadn't brought anything but loose training clothes, his costumes, and leisure wear for when he was in his room. He began to panic. People often wore nice things for when they were going out, right? He could get away with a plain black top, but he had no jeans, no nice shoes, no nice trousers, nothing to accessorize. Did he have a nice watch? No, he didn't bring one. He didn't have anything. Should he wear something that would go with his mask? Make that an accessory? But he didn't have anything. Celestino came to the rescue. He rushed to a shop close to the hotel, bought some nice jeans, a plain red t-shirt, and some black shoes. All nothing spectacular, but he said his mask would draw enough attention, and he could pull the whole thing together well enough. 
Yuri looked at himself in the mirror once done, a little embarrassed by how the top and jeans hugged his form. A little of his love handle squished at the top, and he continuously pulled down the top to try and cover them. Regardless of how many hours he spent training, the fat from around his stomach and thighs never seemed to want to go. All too soon, he was ready. He took a deep breath, thought about how fine this was going to be. He was Ren Himura, not Yuri Kotsky. Ren wanted a few drinks, just a few, and wanted to socialize. Ren was sick of sitting in the room with nothing but the complimentary films and series to occupy his time. Yuri's comfort space was no longer Ren's. He sighed. It was difficult having two personalities, he thought. Peachy'd sent him a quick good luck message, and Celestino waved him off from the door, and Yuri found himself alone in the middle of the hallway. He took another deep breath, allowing it to fill every space in his lungs, and imagined the stress leaving his body as he breathed it out. Yuri went with it, and with his hands in his pockets, a jacket slung over his shoulder, he felt Ren completely take over. Ren wanted him to practically skip down the hallway in excitement, so ready to finally be allowed time to roam and be free. He found himself wanting to take a sip of alcohol already, wanting to feel the burn as it slipped down his throat, the sparks it set off inside of his veins. He wanted the added confidence that the liquid brought, the easy conversation and the joy. Yuri knew he shouldn't have relied on alcohol to do it, that with the mask and alcohol, he wasn't dealing with his self-confidence issues the right way. But it was a shortcut. He could learn to gain it naturally another way, and at another time. The world he lived in demanded too much of it, and too quickly for him to be comfortable with. Victor, Chris, and a few other skaters were waiting in the lobby. The time had been set for eight, and Yuri, never wanting to be the last to arrive, arrived five minutes early. And yet, despite his time, he seemed to be the last one. He didn't let their gazes scare him as they turned towards him. Instead, Ren tilted his head, gave the biggest smile he could, though they couldn't see, and waved. Ren, you ready? Victor asked, stepping forward to meet Yuri. He nodded. Yep, ready for some fun. Are we going to wander around, or do we have something in mind? The ease in which the conversation rolled off of his tongue always surprised him. Sometimes it scared him how well-crafted and built Ren was. There's a bar we have in mind. It's not too far from here, Victor replied. Chris stepped in before Victor could continue, raising Yuri's hand and stroking the skin on the back of his thumb. He gave a wink and looked into the eyes of the mask, almost close enough to see Yuri's own. You look stunning tonight, he complimented, his gaze scanning over the top. Just the right fit. Yuri wanted to run screaming. He didn't get compliments. He could probably count the amount he had ever had on one hand, and most had been from friends he knew had to. 
Yuri wasn't good with them, always muttering a quick thank you before he wanted to rush off out of embarrassment. But Ren welcomed them, greedily reeling them in because he knew he was stunning, because he knew how to walk, how the ice had carved out his grace. And some of his fans had made it known on numerous social media platforms of what they wanted to do to him. Of course, Yuri didn't go looking. But Peachit found it hilarious how much of a blush it brought out in Yuri when he sent it to his nervous friend. Peachit, Yuri decided, was the devil himself. Thank you, Yuri replied, amazed how his voice didn't crack once. The words left as if he hadn't any control over them. Ren now completely in control. They're a bit too simple, though, don't you think? Encouraged, Chris stood up, letting go of Yuri's hand, and tilted his head to the side. Quite the opposite. Simple can be just as dazzling as anything intricate. Red is your color. Really, shows off your physique. Yuri hadn't thought much about the color before, thinking it too bold to wear out. He preferred to stick to dulled colors, or darks like blues or grays. He hated drawing attention to himself, and red was like a flashing beacon. But his color? Ren wasn't the only one happy with the compliment. And at the back of his mind, Yuri wondered if he should incorporate more into his wardrobe. Victor stepped in, raising one eyebrow at his friend and a smile gracing his lips. Really, Chris? You've not even had anything to drink yet and you're flirting with everything that moves. Like you're one to talk, Chris gasped, but he allowed himself to be pulled away by one of the other skaters. Before he was at the front of the group, he turned to say over his shoulder, And not with everything that moves. Ren deserves it. He looks fantastic. You can't tell me you haven't noticed. Before he could continue, the skater holding him pulled him to begin walking out of the lobby. Victor was at his side, looping their arms together. Don't mind, Chris. Yuri shrugged, content with allowing himself to be dragged by Victor out of the hotel. He's really not that bad. Victor cast a warning glance at him, eyes wide and fearful. You haven't seen him drunk. You probably won't see it tonight, with practice and all tomorrow. But after worlds, be prepared. It isn't so much flirting as it is groping. Oh. <laughs> Yuri chuckled, both at the comment and at the expression on the Russian man's face. It sounds like you've seen it a lot. Victor gave one nod, his eyes glazing over as if some terrifying flashback was playing before him. Too many times. Unable to contain himself, Yuri rolled his head back slightly and laughed, feeling it bubble out easily. Strange, he thought again. The sound seemed to snap Victor from his thought, because the man looked down at Yuri, a smirk returning. No, really, you don't understand, Victor laughed. Just you wait. They really had been telling the truth when they said the bar was close. After only five minutes of walking, they reached it. It had an old feel, with painted wood outside the door, split windows, and a stage in the corner where a couple were performing. 
The woman, tall and pale with bright red hair, played the fiddle, while the man, small and slightly round with short blonde hair, sat on a stool and sang, strumming his acoustic guitar. They tapped their feet to the music, rousing the audience into a familiar cover, their smiles infectious. Yuri always found himself influenced by others and smiled when he noticed their beaming grins. The music hit his chest, and he almost felt compelled to sing with them all, despite not knowing all the words. The group in the middle of the audience were dancing, spinning their partners around, dipping them, twirling them until the space grew and grew and more bodies followed their dance. The lighting was low with some dimly lit lamps on the side of the walls, a spotlight on the crowd in the bar, with high tables and booths at the back, waiters almost dancing between tables. It was as if the world outside fell away. Yuri immediately felt euphoric, the experience touching every bit of his soul, and he found he wanted to stay here forever. Anything that he might have been worrying about was long gone. The group was led to one of the booths at the back, but with a perfect view of the performing couple on the other side of the room. Victor slipped in beside Yuri, while Chris sat on the other side huddled together. The other skaters, ones Yuri knew he needed to actually be introduced to, sat before them, one already rising again to get drinks. He asked their orders and Yuri, not often one for drinking, asked to have what they were having. The other skaters were talking about something, but Yuri was content to listen to the music, allowing it to flow over him, happy with the events of the night already. And before he knew it, a glass of something that seemed like a lemonade was placed in front of him. He didn't ask what it was, deciding to push his mask just enough to sip the drink. He felt compelled to ask the man if it was alcohol at all, not tasting it. But as he went to ask, he felt it burning down his throat. Right, he thought, so it was one that didn't taste too much like alcohol. He would need to be careful with that, he decided. Soon enough, the other skaters commanded his attention with needless questions, ranging from his favorite movie to what he liked to do in his spare time. Being the baby of the group, both the youngest and the one that they had barely spoken to, all of their questions and their attention were focused on him. Yuri was more than happy to talk to them, encouraged by the lack of awkward pause. His drink was finished, he had another before him, and the couple singing moved into a faster-paced song. He sipped the drink and answered their questions, giving some of his own stories of growing up when they contributed their own. As the time slipped by, Yuri found himself easing. These people were kind, and they strayed away from the topic of skating, knowing that it could bring stress and that it was tiresome to talk about when it was their whole life, spending hours training, thinking about competitions, it did get sickening after a while. Yuri listened to all of their words, laughing and nodding, and before he could recognize it, he was slightly tipsy. The alcohol in his drink was getting less and less easy to notice, and the dull light was blurring in his eyes. Just a nice buzz, he thought. A beautiful state of mind to be in. And with that, he chased more of his drink. He wasn't alone. The others drank as much. But Yuri knew he was a lightweight, and these people were probably heavy drinkers. They didn't seem affected yet. 
eager to show himself as an adult too, especially now that he was finally out of his teens, he drank more. By the time the room was spinning and the couple singing or changing songs too quickly, Yuri knew that perhaps he had drank too much. But the others seemed eager to continue to push nameless drinks in his hands, and Yuri, for some stupid reason, thought that he could trust himself in their care. They drank a lot, right? They would know when he had had enough. But the liquid was quickly rushing to his bladder, and he escaped to the toilet before he could burst. On his way back, in his drunken mind, he decided he didn't want to sit down. Your drink is waiting for you, Chris said, pushing it towards where he stood, his eyes drooping just slightly. But I don't want to sit down, Yuri argued. He turned to where Victor was regarding him, a dusting of pink on his pale cheeks. Remembering the last time they had both been a little tipsy, Yuri reached out his hand and commanded, Dance with me. He wasn't sure what the song was at the moment, just knew that it was something he could dance to. Victor didn't need much encouraging. He gave a firm nod and took Yuri's hand, allowing the younger man to lead him towards the dancing audience. It wasn't something that they could waltz to, nor was it something that they could spin to, a dance that they were both comfortable with. But Yuri didn't let that deter him. Drunk Yuri was making a show, and it was the first time he wondered if there was a drunk Ren, or if Ren was just drunk Yuri. The thought hurt his head, so instead he began to dance. Bodies were brushing against him, the temperature was rising, and he felt a sheen of sweat over his skin clinging to his top. Victor was close, his heat burning. In the confined space they sometimes touched, and with each accidental brush, Yuri wanted to chase it. Somewhere in the back of his mind, the corner that Yuri hid in, he wondered what that meant. He was always an affectionate person, if a little reserved at times. He liked to touch people, to be close to them, to have the comfort of their close proximity. He liked giving hugs. He had to, since Yuko would never allow him to escape from one. But this didn't feel like affection. Not like he was trying to hunt hugs from the older man. This felt different, and he couldn't understand why. He knew it must have been the alcohol, that the buzz was halting his ability to think properly. But he couldn't push the thought aside. But it looked like Victor could give good hugs. He was just the right height, and Yuri could already see how well his arms would fit around the Russian's waist. He almost gave in to the desire to push his face in the crook of the other man's neck and just sway to the beat. But he was also aware of how the man was looking at him while he danced. He followed all of Yuri's movements, and Yuri found he liked the attention. He didn't want to break that for a hug. The man was kind and had gone out of his way to make Yuri feel he was welcome. All of the skaters knew each other and Yuri was new. If they wanted, they could easily push him out or just accept him out of only politeness. But they wanted him near. Victor had done everything to make Yuri feel like he was part of them. 
and Yuri could never thank him enough for it. Thinking too much, the part of him that was Ren complained. Don't think, it said. Just feel. Dance. Enjoy the attention. Thinking was needless. He listened and danced his energy away, occasionally glancing up at Victor and smiling. Victor couldn't see it, but he seemed to know when Yuri was looking at him, because he would break into a gleaming grin. And despite the other bodies pressing in on them, the confined space, the numerous voices rising with the heat, Yuri felt like it was only them. The man on stage was strumming his acoustic guitar, his soft voice clear in the air. The fiddle was powerful, almost compelling Yuri to dance to the beat. It lay trapped in their bubble. The dark light illuminating Victor's features, and Yuri found himself wishing to stay like this forever. But all things come to an end. For Yuri, there were several reasons why the night ended. At the late hour, their favorite pubs were beginning to close. Then there was the looming idea that they all needed to be up and training the next day. And, finally, that some had had too much to drink. Yuri being the one that couldn't handle it as well. He was vaguely aware of someone beside him, his arm hanging from their shoulders, supporting him. The world was spinning, and there was a pressure inside his head that he couldn't get rid of. His stomach sloshed with alcohol, bubbling inside, pressing on his bladder. He needed to sleep, shower, eat, drink water. Not in that order. Though he wasn't sure what order he really wanted. Time passed quickly, and he heard voices bidding farewell. Somewhere, someone said his name, and he made a mutter of goodbye before he was hauled away. There were a few more steps before they stopped. Yuri looked up to find them in a hall, one of the hotel's many. Following the light, he looked up to see Victor's face next to his, his own eyes a little fuzzy from drink. Noticing the attention, Victor asked, Ren, what room are you in? Yuri didn't remember answering, but he must have because suddenly they were before his room. Victor took his keycard from his pocket and shuffled themselves in. The room was dark, but the light from the hall filtered in to show Celestino sleeping in a lump on the twin bed. Victor halted, worried he had woken the coach. But when the big man snored, he sighed and carried Yuri to the free bed. Yuri groaned when he was gently laid down, his head hitting the pillow. Victor filled a cup of water and pushed the mask slightly back to reveal only his mouth, encouraging Yuri to drink. Yuri drank it down as fast as he could, despite Victor urging him to drink slowly, and wiped the excess from the sides of his mouth. In his drunken stupor, the mask was annoying him. He was about to push it completely off, but something stopped it. In his blurred vision, he saw Victor's concerned face, his palm pressed to the surface of the plastic. Yuri hissed something, trying to push it off again. Don't do anything you'll regret, Victor pushed, pressing the water to his lips again with his free hand. Have some more water, and then go to sleep, okay? You can take the mask off once you're alone. 
Yuri stopped trying to push it off from his face then, content to put up with the annoyance on his face. As he settled on top of his covers, watching Victor get a cup of water for himself, Yuri felt himself slip back into trains of thought he didn't want to go down. Victor came back with another cup for Yuri and was sat down beside him, ready to give him more, when Yuri raised a hand to cup his cheek. Victor, surprised, froze with his eyes wide and mouth slightly agape. I don't understand, Yuri whispered. He pressed his mask back to his face so that he could see Victor through the holes properly, wanting to see every expression that passed those beautiful features. He saw the way Victor's eyebrows knitted together, the intensity in his stare when the words hit home. He saw the way he bit the corner of his mouth, so open in his confusion. I don't understand, Yuri repeated. You don't understand what, Ren? Victor's eyes flashed to the coach in the other bed. Thank God the man was a heavy sleeper. Yuri fanned his fingers out allowing his fingertips to feel the skin under his touch. Victor's cheek was smooth and soft, barely a bump to ripple under his fingerprints. Yuri's own skin was much bumpier, a result of teenage spots years ago. Now gone and pale enough to blend in with all of his skin, they didn't show enough for him to be self-conscious about them. But he still thought about them and compared his skin to the gods like Victor. Some people had the best genetics. Victor cupped the back of Yuri's hand with his own and asked again, What don't you understand, Ren? For the first time, Yuri wondered what it would sound like, his real name on those lips. Sometimes he wished he could be himself in Victor's presence, as if his anxiety was a fleeting thought something that never rose like a monster from the darkest depths of his being. But the answer was simple. Victor wouldn't be saying his real name. Not anytime soon. Because his anxiety was very real. Very much a monster. And it ate away at him. Victor looked ready to ask again, a little more pressing this time. But Yuri beat him to it. I don't understand how you can be so open, he admitted, feeling the words lodge in his throat. Yuri inside of him was screaming, demanding to know why Ren was letting such personal questions out when they both agreed it would be asked later, when they knew Victor properly and not because he was drunk and feeling a little lonely. But Yuri's voice at the back of his mind wasn't loud enough to drown out Ren's curiosity. So he continued. I don't understand how you can be so open. To let the world see how you feel. To not be worried when you fail in front of so many people. It seemed to take a while before Victor understood what he was saying. And his features softened. Is that what you're scared of, friend? Yuri gave a pathetic nod, feeling tears pressing at the corner of his eyes. I used to fail a lot, he whispered. I was so scared. They kept looking at me. It followed me everywhere. With my name, they remembered me and everything I had done wrong. They only remembered those. He was aware that he was babbling, 
but he didn't know how to concentrate and express it properly. He remembered hiding in the stage closet, worried and curled in on himself. I couldn't go back out there and see their faces. How can you be so open? He curled in again, feeling his stomach churn and his face scrunched up when the flood of emotions came to the front of his mind. He wasn't explaining it right. He didn't know how. Victor must think he was an idiot. As he tried to take his hand away, suddenly wanting to be alone, he felt the Russian hold his hand tightly and not allowing Yuri to take it back. Yuri looked back up, surprised to see not pity or disgust in the man's face, but determination and something softer. He leaned forwards, bringing Yuri's hand down to be held in both of his, and not once did he look away from Yuri's mask. Is that why you wear it? Feeling the beginning of a sob punch its way through his throat, he quoted Yuko. If no one knows it's you, then they won't know you're the one failing. Start out as a blank slate, and then build yourself into what you want to be. He gulped around the words, feeling his chest constrict. He was hard to admit, even drunk, to the person who has never failed because of his own insecurities. I don't understand how you can be so open with everyone looking at you, seeing at you, when the risk is so high. It's a long way to fall. When his own words hit, he rushed to say, Not that I think you'll ever fall. I mean me. I always fall. Victor looked down suddenly, his stunning blue eyes wide at the confession. He looked like he wanted to say something, but was finding it hard to piece the words together. But I know you're not completely open, Yuri muttered, feeling a little intrusive if he admitted what he was going to say next. Now that I've seen your real smile, I know the fake one you wear in public, too. I guess there are different sorts of masks. Yuri watched as Victor's face opened completely the slight fear and guilt that marked those features, the way he glanced away for just a split second before he came back to Yuri's eyes. The grip he had on the Japanese's hand tightened only a fraction. But Yuri noticed them all, every little twitch, because he had to, and because this was Victor, the man he could spend eternity watching. But that's just the media, he continued. With people you're close to, you're so open. You let them see you, the good, the bad, the strengths, weaknesses, and everything in between. You're so open and kind and welcoming and beautiful. Why can't I be that? Finally, the sobs were burning, tearing through his throat until hot tears were running down his cheeks. Ren is everything I need. I've created him from the bottom up, knowing who I am, who I'm not, and who I want to be. But I'm always behind, watching, seeing how good Ren is, and knowing that even my own persona is better than me. Sometimes I feel like Ren isn't even a part of me anymore. As the tears slipped under his mask, dripping from his chin. 
He watched Victor bite his lips, his eyes narrowing as they shone. Victor pulled Yuri up by his hand, and once he was sat up enough, engulfed him in a tight hug, trying to cover the whole of the quivering boy as well as he could. Yuri cried quietly in the man's shoulder, uncomfortable with the mask pressing the sticky tears back into his skin. How can you be so open and not worry what it'll bring? If you do something wrong, everyone knows it's you and you'll have that following for the rest of your life. How can you be so confident in yourself? Why can't I be? Yuri was aware of how it started to sound like an accusation. He really didn't mean for it to be like that. But he felt like he was being cornered by his own emotions. He wanted to demand Victor give him some advice, give him the secret, tell him how the anxiety could finally be squashed down until it was more of an ant than a monster. I don't understand. I don't know what to do. It's okay, Ren. It's going to be okay. Victor soothed, repeating the phrase over and over again, smoothing Yuri's back. Yuri wasn't sure how long they stayed like that, but he knew that after a while his tears were finally filtering off. He gripped Victor tighter to him for the comfort, feeling sleepy now that the worry had finally disappeared. Ren felt better asking the man, even if they hadn't gotten a proper answer, while Yuri lay quivering in the corner, unable to process everything. He must have fallen asleep, because Yuri didn't remember anything afterwards. He was only aware of waking up to a dark room, lying under the quilt with the mask still in place, and a headache that almost split open his skull. He eyed the cup of water on the bedside table and tried to recall what happened the night before. He felt the stickiness on his cheeks, aware he had been crying, but not remembering why. The last thing he remembered was dancing. Victor looked a little worried when he saw Yuri at practice, and Yuri wondered if it was because he saw how bad the hangover was affecting him. He assured the man that it was all right. It would go after he trained a little. He thought it odd when Victor asked what he remembered of last night. I remember drinking and dancing. Yuri replied, but I don't remember much after. I don't even remember getting back to the hotel. With a start, Yuri asked, Why? Did I do something? He knew what drunk Yuri could get like. Peachy'd had far too much fun reminding him often. Victor shook his head. No, no, he assured Yuri with a nervous laugh. I was just wondering how much you remembered. You seemed pretty out of it when I walked you to your room. Yuri's cheeks flushed at the thought. I didn't say anything weird, did I? Victor gave him a gentle smile, warm and reassuring. It took Yuri's breath away. No, you didn't say anything weird at all. Yuri was panicking again. He was locked in the bathroom, leaning over the sinks as he washed his face. It was dripping from his skin, cooling the heat. But his lungs could barely take in a breath. He could hear the crowd outside. 
They were cheering in the stands as the commentators announced the inevitable start of the championships. There was music strumming from the speakers outside. His persona's name was called in the list of skaters. He should have been ready, really. Worlds was so much bigger than the Grand Prix, and so many more people were watching. So many more skaters to compete against. So much more expectations. Ren could handle it. Yuri could not. He wasn't sure what had brought it on, but something made both of his personalities conflict. Ren wasn't in complete control. To get away from the rising panic, Yuri had escaped to the bathroom and taken the mask off to wash his face. As soon as it was off, though, Ren was unreachable, and the panic was catching in his chest. He knew it must have been the pressure of his first world championship. It was bigger and better and more than he ever expected or had seen on television. Too much. Too many faces. It had taken a lot longer for his anxiety to set in, but here it was. Yuko had called and said his parents were hosting a party for everyone to see in the onsen. There would be a few who would know it was him. But many of the guests just knew it was a celebration of a Japanese figure skater making it this high. His posters, Ren clad in his mask, had been hung from every corner of the dining room. The television, a massive screen that his parents had hired out for the special occasion, almost took most of the wall. They were already settling down to see it. They were all so excited. Before the panic could escalate, he decided to take a deep breath, allowing it to leave him. He imagined the stress and pressure escaping with it, a coping mechanism that he had found online. It made him feel more relaxed for a few seconds until the memory of why he was so worried surfaced again. He needed to become Ren. He needed to find a way to become his persona when he didn't have the mask handy, just in case. And it would help him maybe one day learn how to be confident without its help. But it seemed like an impossible dream right now, when his hand was itching to grab the plastic and mold it against his face once more. It had become more than a coping mechanism for his anxiety, and more a part of him. An addiction. He knew the warning signs. He knew it had gone too far now with putting the stress of competition on top of his unhealthy ritual. He continued to breathe carefully, leaning over the sink, concentrating everything on relaxing himself. But then the bathroom door opened. His eyes snapped up into the mirror, seeing a familiar strike of platinum hair peeking from around the door. The breath caught inside of Yuri, freezing all of his muscles, and the panic rose and rose until his heart hammered against his chest. He'd locked the door. At least, he thought he had, right? He was sure he had, but the man had been able to come in so easily. Victor hadn't noticed him yet. He was fiddling with making sure the door didn't close too loudly, then turned to lock it himself. He was humming something under his breath and bobbing his head with it. Yuri knew he should have taken this time to grab his mask and quickly place it, but the movement would catch the Russian man's attention. Victor would see him anyway. He would see Yuri's face in the mirror. Their eyes would connect and he'd see Yuri's plain features, his dull eyes, his round cheeks, his pale lips. 
Victor would see the fear in his expression, and he would remember it when Yuri failed. He would look at Yuri with pity like the people had in his class. The mystery would be ruined, and Yuri would have nothing to fall back on, nothing to hide behind. Victor seemed to move in slow motion as Yuri watched. His eyes glanced from the floor, finally noticing someone was with him. And instead of immediately going to the mirror, his gaze snapped to the mask on the counter. He blinked, looking at it as if trying to remember where he had seen it before. Yuri gave a small gasp, one he was sure Victor heard, knowing it was only a few seconds before Victor would see his face and it would all be ruined. But Victor didn't look up at the mirror. Something inside his mind clicked upon hearing the gasp and his eyes widened, still staring at the mask, recognition flickering through his gaze. Then he spun around as fast as he could, his back turned to Yuri, his eyes trained on the back of the door. I'm sorry, I didn't know you were in here, he apologized, raising a hand to wave, knowing Yuri would be able to see it in the mirror. I didn't see anything. Do you want me to leave? Yuri quickly wiped his face clean and replaced his mask. The second time Victor had come close to seeing Yuri. He needed to be more careful. Far more careful. No. Don't worry. It's all right. I thought I locked it. The close call, amazingly, had calmed some of his panic, giving way for Wren to come back and take control. There was something fluttering in his chest. Victor was quiet for a moment, still facing the door before he asked, Are you all right? Yuri couldn't help but feel the weight of the words. He knew, Yuri thought. Victor knew why he was in here. Did you feel this nervous before your first worlds? Victor chuckled, his shoulders bobbing with the action. I don't think nervous is the word. Mm, terrified? Yeah, more terrified. Yuri knew he shouldn't have felt better after hearing that. But he did. In his mind, Victor was the strongest skater there was, with no need to feel scared because he was perfection. He didn't have the worry of failing, of being the laughingstock in front of millions of people, but hearing that even the legend himself felt like this, it made the fluttering in his chest strengthen. It made Yuri lightly gasp behind his mask, his breath deflected back, touching his lips. It's going to be okay, Ren, Victor assured. Have you got the mask on? When Yuri said he did, Victor turned around again, his smile bright and warm. He stepped forward and brought Yuri to his chest, hugging him tightly and smoothing away the tension in his shoulders. It's okay. Everyone is always nervous. But you've trained for this. Pretend it's like every other training session we've had for the past week. Okay, Yuri replied meekly, slowly raising his arms to circle around Victor's waist. Was this what it was like to hug Victor? Was it this warm, this comforting, this easy to get lost in? He smelled wonderful. It eased the panic off like it was nothing. Just as Victor was going to pull away, 
Yuri found himself rushing to say, Thank you for not looking. Victor stilled for a moment, then squeezed him tightly. Now let's go out there and win some medals. Ren looked up into the older man's face, his heart still hammering, but this time it felt different. He wasn't sure how, but the panic was gone. He felt warm, supported, as if the reason he had been worried before wasn't there anymore. He felt his cheeks flush, and his eyes couldn't look away from the man before him. He wanted to keep thanking Victor for not taking advantage and looking, to tell him that he had no idea how close he was to revealing everything. Victor could have seen. He could have pretended it was an accident. But he didn't. Victor actually... Victor actually respected him and his choices. And he accepted Yuri. Victor pulled away and went to unlock the door, throwing a smile over his shoulder. We better leave soon, otherwise people will begin to wonder what we are doing inside a locked bathroom. With a quick wink, he was gone. Yuri wanted to follow, but he stayed rooted to the spot. Even as the door closed, shutting out his view of the other man, all he could see, hear, breathe was Victor. He could still feel his hug against him, his arms, the need he had inside of himself, the desire to hug him again. His heart was hammering against his chest faster than it ever had before, and he raised a hand to grip at the material before it. He wasn't panicking anymore. He felt relaxed, ready, calm. Ren was back. He was ready, and to some extent, Yuri finally agreed. He could still hear Victor's voice, and it was sending shivers up his spine. His leftover warmth was lingering on his skin, his image still ingrained in Yuri's eyes. He always felt like this when Victor was around. But this time, it felt different. The wheels were turning inside of his heart, consuming his thoughts. And he wondered if it was already too late. Well, that's it for this episode. This was a long one, but I hope you've enjoyed. Thank you so much for joining me. This has been Chapter 10 of November's Secret. Written by Lana Berry. Narrated by Serd. Music, Spirited Away by Guillaume. I hope you'll join me next time for Chapter 11. And remember, if you'd like to continue on and read this story for yourself, you can find the link to the full fic in the description below. Till next time, happy listening. In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 Weight Loss. 
allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to awaken180weightloss.com. 